Welcome to the Weekly Beat by Mansa with your hosts Arnold Segawa, Maggie Mutesi, and Dumi Jere, giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa. Greetings, everyone, and thanks a lot for joining us on yet another episode of the Weekly Beat. My name is Maggie Mutesi, and I'm coming to you from Dakar, Senegal. And as always, I'm not alone. I'm joined by Diaka Kamara, who is the CEO and founder of CDC Worldwide Productions. Uh, Diaka is an entrepreneur. She's a businesswoman. And throughout this month, we've decided to um, celebrate women because it's the Women's Month. And Diaka, happy International Women's Day. How are you doing? Well, hello, Maggie. Uh, thank you for, for having me on your podcast. And Congratulations. I'm, first of all, so proud of you. you. Everything you've accomplished is you're still accomplishing. It warms my heart because, you know, you see you are female, you're on your podcast, so you're inviting females to share their, their, their perspective. So, and uh, in honor of uh, Women's Month, happy International Day to you too. But uh, we have so much to do in that area, you know, especially when it comes to women's rights, you know. Obviously. So I'm here fighting because it's always a fight. It's not easy <laughs> female entrepreneur. Yeah. Let alone in Africa, you know, because there, there's so many, I mean, we have so many roadblocks, you know. And, I and first of all, we have the time taking us seriously, you know. Uh, whenever we come from meetings and stuff, they, they see the woman first, but before seeing the business person behind it, you know, and then when it comes to financing, it's very difficult to have access to financing because you're a woman, you know. Yeah, I mean, I like when you drive it that way and you're like, you know, it's it's still a struggle. There are strides, obviously, that have been made. And I just wanted to put down a few bases because, Diaka, you and we've had lots of conversations around this and... I think what people really also need to understand is that we have uh, women in sectors across Africa that, you know, uh, that sometimes we feel like need to be highlighted more, given more of a platform to, you know, for their stories to be told. But most importantly, in Africa, when you look at, for example, the LCFTN, of course, border trade, you realize that 70% of people who do this kind of trade are actually women. And I was just reading a report, um, data from the United Nations Development Program, UNDP, estimating that, you know, failing to include women fully in economic life in sub-Saharan Africa, you know, costs the region about 95 billion US dollars in productivity every year. Quite a lot of money. But when you think about it broadly, and for me, this is where I bring in people like you to share their experiences. What are some of the things that we don't see, actually? Well, I like the fact that you talked about statistics because you know that the most female entrepreneurs are actually in Africa. You know, that's a, that's a, another tidbit for you. But what I think that what people don't often see is the daily struggle. You know, it's like every day it's a struggle to get something done or accomplished as a woman in our different societies. You know, I mean, sometimes you, you don't have a meeting. With the, with the simple thing as, as having a meeting, you know, you're not granted a meeting because, oh, you know, they like to bring forward uh, other stuff beside the business, you know, or when you call for a meeting, they talk about everything, but the business that you join, you like, see them for, you know, and it's like, it's like the business comes out all the chit chat, you know, and, and it's, it's very difficult, it's very frustrating because 
you don't want to frustrate them, you know, because at the end of the day, you do need them. But, and it's very difficult. It's a very difficult line navigate, but you have to have that line so that they will know, okay, this is not happening. But if you are willing to talk about, you know, a very wonderful idea, I'm open to the prospect of it. And then, honestly, every day it's a, it's a daily struggle, like re- really small things. Not, we're not even talking about the, you know, big scales. You get to the meeting, the reason that you came for is pushed aside to talk about something else that has nothing to do with your appointment, <laughs> you know. Oh, you're a more woman, so you don't know any better. Yeah. Because again, you need, you know, you, you need them, you need this business, or you need this or that. So it's, to me, it's a really struggle in finding the yeah. balance, how yeah. to still be respected without yeah. coming across as disrespectful. Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean, there is a very thin line, like you mentioned, because at the end of the day, you need the business. And then on the other hand, uh, you've, you've got to put the point across. But I think for me, one of the things I always tend to point out, even in my career, you realize that you've been working with men that probably add way more than you do, not because, because you didn't realize you're actually endless, but it, because for you, you think this is enough for you. So navigating that, especially as an entrepreneur, to be able to negotiate for what for your worth, while also understanding your worth, I think is one of the biggest challenges as women face globally. And I say this as somebody who has been in the corporate space and even now, as somebody who tries to negotiate, you know, full contracts so or even things that I really want to do. So how do you navigate that? Well, it takes a lot of skills. Like nowadays, I will send my team in, like I have a project manager, you know, who will go and try to negotiate these deals. But guess what? At the end of the day, they still want to see Jackie Kamara. You know, they still want to see Jackie Kamara in the office to come yeah. there. Completely ridiculous because if it's men, you will not ask to see the CEO of the company to come over and see you, you know. But like I said, um, always stay professional. That yeah. is my advice. Because even when they try to take you on another path, bring them back to the professional, mm-hmm. you know. And I think it's very important for women to understand that the way we carry ourselves, that's how people see us. So if you always this serious and you're always professional you know Mm -hmm. eventually they get tired they're like okay yeah we know her you know if it's not about business she doesn't care so if you're gonna give me that appointment if you're gonna give me that meeting you know we're going to talk about business and then afterward it's like your reputation you know goes around they were like oh you know her She's always here to talk about business, you know, if you want to work or stuff like that. And so that's your that, oh, and, 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 and force run the risk of being branded crazy. And, and, this is a time I've had a lot of times. Oh, she's oh no, I, I've been bra- no, I'm, no, I'm crazy. Oh, no, that's my branding. But you know what? I'd rather you call me crazy than you call me easy. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll take that any day. Oh, they, they, everybody says I'm crazy. Like, oh, no, you know, she's crazy. I'm like, yes, thank you, God. At least call me crazy, but you can't call me easy, you know? So I'll take that. And, and, and it's unfortunate that as women, we have to be twice as, as, as hard, like twice as professional than a man would have to be, you know? Even sometimes the way you dress, you have to think hard about the way you dress, you know? I need to look like this. I need to act yeah. like this. I need to present like this. 
one little faux pas and it just goes left, you know. So yeah, oh no, they call me crazy, but it's okay. I like that. At least they know not to mess with me, you know. So I'll yeah. have that any day, Maggie. Trust me. Yeah, yeah the know. worst thing out there than thinking you crazy. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, when we think about it, the strides that have been made, also steps being taken, also, you know, putting into the environment context as well that society expects us to behave a certain way. I mean, for you, you had the chance of, you know, running this in the USA, in a developed nation, not to undermine African countries, but coming back to Conakry is also a big adjustment. That could have seemed like such a transition. And I keep saying, dear Kai, that for me, I feel like a female entrepreneurship, of course, there are lo- lots of strides that have been made, but let's not forget, women in Africa have been trading since decades ago of the Trans-Sahara, where, you know, people really used to do butter trade and most of whom were women. What was different for you, having worked in both, you know, extreme regions, far away from each other, one considered one of the most civilized, and I have to be careful, civilized, it depends on also who says that, and, you know, I also now moving back to your own country, it must have been such a, a huge shift, huh? No, I, I understand what you're trying to say. It's like we, we all know in the U.S., you know, women's rights, you know, uh, there's, they're fighting there too, you know. But the difference between them and us is that there are laws that protect them. You know, mm. in the U.S., women are protected from sexual harassment in the workplace, in the school. You would never hear a teacher. I mean, the teachers that we have heard who had had relationship with students, they all end up in jail, men right. and women. So that's that. I think that's the difference between our societies is that the laws there are enacted. That's the difference between the, uh, the and to this day, it's been, I've, I've been back, it's been 10 years now. I still refuse to mold myself into the standards that society, uh, uh, that, that society has created for African women in general, you know? So I'm like, no, I know my right. And I always tell people that, I say, you know, the reason, for instance, um, I'm also the president of the Jaka Kamara Foundation for Education. For March 8th, we decided for this month to go to schools and talk with students about the importance of March 8th. For them to mm-hmm. even know what March 8th stands for. Because you will find that a lot of people think, oh, it's a celebration. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, we have to wear you know, the same clothes, go and dance and chant. No, it's a day of revendication. You know, it's a day to remind everyone that we are still fighting for the same rights decade ago, since 1975, when, when March 8 was uh, uh, consecrated by the United Nations. We are still fighting for the same rights. There's a line people often use that is, it's lonely at the top. And it comes from the perspective of, you know, it, it requires a lot of energy, sacrifices, and a lot of things you have to forego to be able to make it in business. Now, you, you know, you're speaking of agenda that, you know, and, and I don't like to use this because I, I feel like if we're fighting for equality, then we have to also regard ourselves as, you know, people can do everything. But talk to me about leadership and team building, especially in, um, um, as somebody who's trying to climb or, you, you know, build something. It's, it's, it's a tough journey. It's very lonely, like people say. But also it requires a lot in terms of team building, of putting together a business in its entirety. I mean, for you, what has it been like? And could you just take me through that journey? And what are some of the things probably that you would speak to me about leadership 
as a, as a woman that, you know, is, is building a business. And I say this from my experience. As an employee, I stepped up to take a leadership role, but I found it really hard in the beginning to have to, for example, uh, deal with my male counterpart. And it doesn't mean that they weren't supportive, but also internally you have that battle as, as a woman where you feel like, okay, how do I address this? Or how do I get these guys to understand my vision? Are these things you go through and how do you deal with them? Yes. Um, uh, the, the question that you, you, you asked is a very important one. I've been in business for 10 years. CBC Worldwide Communication and Production Company has been in existence for the past uh, 10 years. And again, leadership is all about building a team that supports you. You, you, you. I mean, you cannot achieve anything by yourself. And honestly, the first thing I tried to do when I moved back to Guinea was find key people that shared my vision you know, of things and where we were trying to, to go and what we wanted to grow into and have them follow me, mm-hmm. you know, to make mm-hmm. that vision a reality. And me as a leader, my job was to empower them, you know, because often in Africa, we find that it's the leader is the head that does everything, you know. Mm-hmm. So what I did was to really power my team. And, and that, you know what I always so I said, you know what? If I die tomorrow night, what are you guys going to do tomorrow? When you want to die, you should be able to run CBC without me being there or having to call me every single minute. Oh, excuse me. What do we need to do? This and that. And I'm like, you know, no, you, you, you have to empower them and take the decisions. Fine. Mm-hmm. If it works, it's great. It doesn't, that's how you learn, you know? And during the summer, I was actually extremely sick. Very, very sick. And for a period of three months. And they actually, and I was, I was actually very proud of myself because they ran the business. I wasn't even, I wasn't even in Guinea. I was in the U.S., you know. They ran the business without having to run anything by me. Because I figured, I told the guys, we worked together for 10 years. By now, you should know what I like, what I don't like, and how I do. I, 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 I believe that I've taught you enough and well enough, you know. So I was very impressed. I even told them, you see? At least I would have died a happy person because I know now that CBT could have survived without me, you know? And that's what leadership is about. It's about empowering people around you. There is no I in leadership. It really takes a team. And if CBC is able to do that we do today, it's because of the great team that I have. And, and they are wonderful and they're always willing to learn because we never finish learning, you know, and I think as a leader, if you understand that it's the people who makes you the leader, it's not you yourself who makes yourself a leader, you will, you will, you, you will, you will be able to, to function because again, we have so many problems. It's difficult to run a business, Maggie, first of all, others, you know, it's about having that incredible team, Maggie, because alone. You cannot do you it, can't. especially in our country. We're running out of time. At some point, we're going to have to stop this, but I'm, if I let you go, I'm going to need a few tips from you. And for me, ultimately, it's about uh, raising money um, as, as an entrepreneur. I'm, I mean, we've seen the figures in the beginning about what, 95 billion US dollars, the financial gap. But again, 
Um, how do you raise funding away from the banks? I mean, this is really something a lot of people struggle with. And if you could just help me keep it brief and then at least we just give them an idea before I let you go, uh, that would take that as our investment tips for today. You know, uh, first of all, for you to be able to be to raise money, you have to be credible. People have to believe you and trust in you saying, okay, we know if we give her the money, this is exactly what she's going to do with it. And then have projects, have, have very good projects. And like, I don't, I don't even deal with the banks. Quite, quite frankly, I don't. Because first of all, it would be so difficult for me to get a loan from a bank, you know? So for instance, I'm into production. And you know, Maggie, production costs money. So what do I do? I go deep. Different companies, private companies. I'm like, listen, I'm working on this production. This is the show I want to produce. So this is the documentary that I'm trying to produce. And I think this will be a very good platform for you to associate your, your image with. And like I said, I have a reputation. You know, okay, Viaka does this, this. She does incredible things when it comes to production, when it comes to communication. So they trust me with their money. And they trust me and they, and. And they're able to associate the image with what I'm doing because they know what, I, what, I'm, what I'm going to do. It's going to be serious. It's going to be professionally done. It's the same thing. And to get money from, for instance, the UN organization, you know, because I work with UNICEF, I've worked with the UNFPA, OEM. These people, if you have a solid project, you know, because they, have, they all have guidelines. If you have a solid project and you stick it to them, they do finance serious projects. And again, reputation is everything because the reputation you will build in the business that you are, that, that is what will allow you to raise funds for anything that you want to do. So be credible, you know, do good work, stay professional and build good projects, bankable projects and go see private companies. Forget the banks, you know, like... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I don't think the bands are going to be happy about this episode. But anyway, <laughs> thanks a lot for making time to sit down with us. I think one thing that I have picked is uh, credibility. And uh, for everyone that has joined us on this episode, it's uh, different from uh, the usual weekly base that we have. We're just touching on different uh, parts of conversations. I mean, we're celebrating Women's Month of March. And, um, you know, follow our, the conversations or our stories on www.mansmedia.africa. But also we have um, Instagram Lives that we're having every Friday this month as we celebrate oh. Africa. So uh, we hope you tune in and uh, you follow our digital pages. Thanks for watching and here's to peace and profit. The Weekly Beat by Mansa with your hosts Arnold Segawa, Maggie Mutesi and Dumi Jerry giving you all the info on Africa's big finance and economic stories. The Weekly Beat by Mansa. Mm-hmm.